Hey everyone, this is Mike, and you're listening to the J. Mike Fields Podcast. Today I wanted to talk about ways to strengthen the self, but first I should probably explain what the self is, um, in my opinion, and then what um, psychologists and others think about this as well. Think of the self as the person that you take with you through time. So you're probably a different person than you were a year ago, or five years ago, or maybe even a month ago. But there's some aspect that, that still feels like you, right? So, so think of the self as that person that's always with you, and that's you. But that's moldable and can be transformed. But at the core, it's still um, whoever you are. So you still feel that sense of, um, I still felt a little bit like this when I was a child, and then as I grew up, and then as the decades went on or years went on, I still had this aspect that was still me. So that's how I like to look at the self. And that's probably the easiest way to explain it. But I'm going to go through a couple of things. And, and this is important for, um, for everyone. Um, it doesn't matter um, how you're doing in life and, and how you feel about yourself. You can always strengthen the self. And, and that's important because when things get hard or um, people start to, to group in collectives and, and think the same without thinking for themselves, you need a strong sense of self to be able to reject that and to think for yourself and hold your individuality. So that's why it's so important to keep this strong. So it doesn't matter if you're the strongest um, person in the world, uh, you still have room to grow and you still have room to make yourself stronger. So I, I think the first thing, and I talk about this a lot and because it's important, is to be honest with yourself and to tell yourself the truth. So the reason why that's important, and I've talked about this in some previous podcasts about following through with things, it's so important because it, if if you lie to yourself, if you victimize yourself, if you start to blame other people, let's say, for instance, that you're late for work, and this is just a simple example, and you blame it on the traffic when you get there, and you know your boss asks you why you're late, and, well, there's a lot of traffic, and this, 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 and this happened. Those things may have happened, and, you know, it's it's okay to give grace for those things that happen, but it would be much better and you would feel better if you said, I got a late start, I'm sorry, um, I ended up hitting traffic and I should have prepared better. So telling yourself the truth keeps you from going down that avenue of lies and making yourself a victim of your circumstances around you and allows you to take ownership and in I would say that it makes you feel more in control, which is a good thing. So I think a lot of the times people think when you take ownership or they hear responsibility, all they hear is, well, I got to be disciplined and all this hard work and I don't want to go through all this bullshit and uh, this is old school mentality. It's actually the complete opposite. And I've said it before, discipline is, is the greatest form of self-love. So telling yourself the truth is part of discipline. That takes, um, that takes continuous truth and over time, that is a discipline and a habit. So think of that as um, loving yourself more than, oh, I've got to do this because this is how you do it. And I got to have this old school mentality. I got to be hardcore and do all this junk. It's not like that. So don't think of it like that. So I think the next thing would be um, deal with emotions that arise. So, and especially for men, I think we've, a lot of men and culture has decided that that men are not allowed to express emotion, but at the same time, they're, they want them to express emotion. So it's considered weakness when they do, but then when they don't, they're like, you don't, you don't um, relate to me and, and get involved uh, 
you know, emotionally with me. So I think a lot of them get confused and it's important that when emotions arise, I'm not saying you go and ball your eyes out in front of everybody or get super angry in front of everybody. Um, especially I'm going to talk, I'm going to talk to men on this one and I'll talk to everyone else too. But so think, um, you need to have a group of men that you can confide in. And it, and if you don't have that, maybe find a good therapist or a coach that would help you. And then you can build those kind of relationships, but have those men that don't think you weak. If you cry in front of them, if you need to get upset or if you need to get angry, um, it's, it's a great feedback tool and also you feel safety. And honestly, that's brotherhood and that will help you bond together with them. Um, I don't know when this happened and when this became weakness, but it is not, I'm not saying you go cry in front of your spouse all the time. Um, I think that's okay too, but, um, it's okay to have a strong appearance in the world, but you need to have a place where you can go, um, to reground yourself. And then if, if you're having a difficult time, a group of men or, um, a therapist or a coach that can help you sort your thoughts out because when you deny your emotions, it's almost like lying to yourself as well. And those things will come out later, um, whether that's in an anger outburst or reason. So do you ever have, and I, and I was like this in the past too. I, I really had to work on this to get out of that victim and um, mentality and to really be assertive and, and to grow in, in my own masculinity. You, if you don't express emotion and if you don't release emotion, you'll have, you'll harbor resentment. So I'm sure everyone's been in a relationship with someone, um, man or woman, it, when you, they do things all the time for you and they don't get upset and, and they just seem, you feel something's off, but you don't know what it is. And then one day they just explode on you and say all the things that they don't like about the relationship or what's going on. That is resentment and that is passivity. And that is not expressing your truth and saying how you are feeling and not allowing yourself to release those emotions. So if you think about it over time, that's dangerous and it, it can really hurt, like, harm and hurt a relationship. And a lot of the times things end that way. So I think that's important to remember, not only for strengthening yourself, but strengthening your relationship with others. And that can be in friendships, um, family dynamics and, uh, intimate relationships. Let's go to the next one. Um, take responsibility for your life. Stop pointing fingers and take back your power. And, Again, you know, the first point I made is don't think of it as that old school mentality. Um, I talk about Jordan Peterson a lot because I, he's super high in openness and, you know, people try to frame him in the wrong way. Um, I mean, the guy was on the world environmental board and I, I don't think, I don't think that's necessarily the right term for it, but he, he was on a world board that helped the environment. He is, um, he, he, he has a deep care for people. And I think he tries to get framed by um, by big media and big tech like he's some alt-right guy, and he is ex- the exact opposite. Um, he's in the humanities. I mean, he had a clinical practice. Like, he loved working with people that were agreeable, um, and he taught them to be more assertive. So I, I admire him because I, I think sometimes when he, when he speaks or does things that kind of um, stir people up, that is hard on him but he knows he has to speak his truth. So that's why I talk about him a lot. I read a lot of his books. Um, he's the one that actually helped me dive into Carl Jung, which is my favorite psychologist by far. 
um, with all his faults and all the things that are that are strange about him, I, I identify with him most. But anyway, um, so Jordan Peterson talks about some about taking responsibility for your life and not pointing fingers, and you know it, it makes you weak and that kind of stuff. But it's not an old school mentality. That is to help build and strengthen yourself. That is to help you grow. And that is not to say that you're not a a victim because you are. I mean, everyone's a victim in some sense, right? But it doesn't mean you need to hold a victim mentality. So think about, I mean, you may be, so if you're a guy and you're short and you're not very good looking and and you don't have a lot of money um, and maybe you're not super smart, then you're at the lower end of the dominance hierarchy and it sucks and it sucks and it's hard to find a mate in that area. So same thing, let's say you're a woman and you're not attractive um, and and you're and you're goofy and you're walk goofy. I mean, and you let's say you grew up in the in the middle of nowhere, so you're not socialized very well. We're all victims in some way, and I'm just making you no know, basic like simple examples. But but yeah, let's accept that. But let's not hold a victim mentality about everything. Mentality is is thinking that I have to live this way like everyone is against me my entire life, and you just you don't have to do that. I mean, you really don't. So. So think, so think of yourself. So yeah, you're a victim and so is everyone else, but I don't have to live with a victim mentality. I don't have to let those emotions, um, control my life and I, and I can take back my power and, and feel somewhat more in control and, and my life will flow better in that way. So the next one, let's say, listen to your inner dialogue. So make changes when necessary. So self-talk. So you know how your, your, your brain is kind of going all day for most of us. So a lot of those thoughts don't belong to you. In cognitive therapy, they call this, I believe, intrusive thoughts. So thoughts that come from nowhere and they're not necessarily yours. So you got to be careful about, about the thoughts you, you think, well, really the thoughts you pick. So don't think about controlling your thoughts. Think about, I'm going to pick the thoughts that I want. So a real basic example is cars going by, right? So you see different color cars, so and then they race by. So that's just like letting a thought go. And then you see, let's say you see a blue one that you like, and you pick that one, right? And then as it goes by, you kind of hold it and you keep driving, and you think about that one. That that's choosing your thoughts. That's choosing them wisely. So if you're if you're unconscious, you'll just pick uh, you'll pick a negative thought. We're more prone. I mean, that's just what's going to happen. So you have to be conscious when you're picking your thoughts. And then as you pick that one, you'll notice you'll get a, a better emotion. So pick the thoughts that serve you and not the ones that are going to bring you down. All right, so let's go to the next one. Build a routine. Understand the power of discipline. It's the highest form of self-love. It means even when you don't feel like it, you hold yourself up. So I talk about this a lot, and I've mentioned these in other points, but that routine helps you feel in control. It, it takes care of that fight or flight state that you feel like you're overwhelmed. So when, so this is important. So when all this, all that COVID stuff hit last year, um, and my business was shut down part of it. And, and I know it hurt a lot of people and a lot of people have died from this and I'm glad things are getting better. Um, but everyone was in a fight or flight state everyone became unconscious and everyone felt overwhelmed and anxious and didn't know the future. But you notice the people that kept their routine and, you know, I had moments of anxiety uh, myself. 
Um, you can ask my close friends about it, my, my family, but I kept my routine. I kept my morning routine. I kept exercising. I kept um, expressing gratitude. I kept visualizing a better future. And it kept me grounded and it kept me in control and it kept me from being sucked in by the media and, and, um, and politicians and, and all other world leaders and these people that wanted to throw fear in our face. And, and I'm not some denier of, like I said, a virus. I, um, I just know the difference between competence and power. And a lot of our leaders now only seek power. So I did not trust their competence to tell me what to do. I had to do my own research and adapt from there. So that's what it means to think as an individual. You take data, true science, and I have a couple opinions of some biologists and some scientists and some doctors that I, I really trust and that have been very accurate in the past, um, even if it went against mainstream media or uh, government powers, and I kind of followed them. So I, don't, I want you to I say that because I, when something like that happens, You've got to have that core routine in the morning or whenever at, throughout the day. And then those people that you can go to and you know that are reliable and that are grounded and that are not afraid to speak with their individual voice, no matter what anyone else is saying around them. So build that routine. All right, let's go to the next one. So let's see. Think for yourself. Notice when you conform, you should not be easily placed in a box. I don't want anyone to be able to ever place me in a political party. I don't want anyone ever to be able to place me in a religion or belief system. Now, now that doesn't mean that I don't have a strong belief system and I have strong opinions on subjects. But as far as like mainstream stuff, like that's just a vision. That's all it is. I could say politically, I could pick 15,000 things on each side that I agree with. And then I mesh in the middle and I have 15,000 things that I agree with, that I disagree with on both sides of the, of the aisle. So it makes it difficult because people don't know it. That's hard for people because they can't frame you in their mind. Like where do they place you? And a lot of times that leaves you as an outcast. And I have felt that strongly before. Um, I have had nasty, nasty, nasty messages from people on both sides. Traitor. Um, conformist, um, you name it, any, any word, uh, that seems to be popular being, uh, popularly used these days, I've been called it. So, um, that's why it's important to strengthen the self because when you think for yourself, it's going to be a little bit more difficult for you. So we've got to have a strong sense of self. So when that attack comes and you need a strong sense of friendship and family too, to make sure that you have you know friends around you that, that care about you and honestly <clears throat> excuse me <coughs> and that are going to tell you the truth so find those people that are loving that are going to be honest with you you know i got i made a close friend over covid and and um she really helped me um with telling myself the truth because she would she would say things that um would kind of shock me but I never took offense to it because uh, you, I knew that she cared. I knew that she wanted me to do better. So um, very appreciative of her, and, and that's the kind of friends that you want. Um, and I have several guy friends that, that, always, that doesn't always feel good when they say it, but they, they tell me the truth if I ask them. So 
Um, and also have, um, some of their spouses, I always ask to tell me the, tell me the truth about what's going on and they're not afraid to do that either. So I appreciate all of you if you're listening. Thank you so much for helping me in my journey. Um, so think for yourself and don't conform. Uh, the next one is stop self-betrayal. So bring awareness and I'm, I'm reading this off a list. So I would say refer back to number one and four to notice when it happens. So one is be honest with yourself and four is that inner dialogue. So you'll notice when you betray yourself because let's say someone asks you to do something and you know you don't have time and you know you haven't taken care of yourself and you know you have other things you need to do before it and you say yes anyway. That's betrayal. That's not looking after your best interests and knowing that you could tell them I can do this later, but I need to do these things first. I would probably describe self-betrayal as really just lying to yourself And you know when you lie to yourself. I mean, you feel it. You feel it in your chest. You feel it in your gut. And and it's almost like a, hey, like, what's the deal? Like, why are we doing this? Like, why do we keep doing this to ourselves? And I say ourselves because I've talked about before, um, the body, a lot of times you can use it as a, um, a metaphysical example, as an inner child. So, and you keep lying to yourself, your body knows it and it tells you. So be mindful and aware of those things when, um, when you feel like you've betrayed yourself, your body will let you know. Um, the next one is bring to light everything in the dark and integrate it. So I remember, so I talked about earlier, Jordan Peterson works with a lot of people that are more agreeable. So a lot of the times agreeable people, sometimes that's by nature, and that is not to say that it is all women, but typically women are more agreeable um, just by a, a couple percentage points. So, And men are more um, assertive, so disagreeable. Um, but it falls on both sides of the aisle, and I think that deals more with masculine and feminine energy, and I'd like to talk about that um, at another time too. So bring to light everything that's in the dark and integrate it. So that means someone that's say more agreeable, they've got to learn to grow some teeth. They've got to learn that it's okay to be aggressive and assertive um, when it's based on your survival or moving up um, to where you want to be. It's not taking advantage of people. It's not being vile and evil. You can take something way too far just as an agreeable person can take something way too far. So can a disagreeable person. But you, if you can see something in somebody else, typically that means you possess it too. You just haven't integrated it. So that takes practice. So let's say you're an agreeable person and you want to become a little bit more disagreeable, as in hold your own opinion, as in speak your mind, as in when someone asks you about something, you hold strong opinions, you're able to listen to them and you're able to, to hear them and understand them doesn't mean you have to agree with them. Or you're able to negotiate with people and negotiate with yourself. So you start practicing that. Um, you start getting in a little bit more of uncomfortable situations. So say you want to ask for a raise uh, and you go in and they say, well, we don't have it at this time. You find a way to negotiate with them. Well, I, I may have to find other options or you need to make sure you're prepared and you bring in something that you have arguments against that or why you deserve this raise. So, you practice those things and you notice you start to feel better because that is a piece of you that's been missing that you've kind of suppressed. So that's what the shadow aspect, that's what that's called. It's a shadow aspect. That's young psychology. And there's other um, ways to describe that and integrate things. But I, I really like that one because it's visual. I'm a visual person. So that helps me a lot. So the last one is, 
and this is so important, and I've, I had a full podcast on this, so I think it's two or three if you want to go back and listen to it, but align the heart and the mind, and that's one through nine. I've got nine points here, and then act out this union, and there is, oh man, there's no better feeling than this. When your heart and mind are aligned, think of like the strongest, calmest person you know, any person. And the reason they're like this is because their mind and their hearts are aligned. When they say something, they do it, and you know they're going to do it. When, when you need someone strong beside you, when you're going through something, you know who you call. You know this person. And everyone has this capacity in them to become a whole person, like these people that you're thinking about. So that mind and that heart, you just feel good. You know, your natural pharmacy that actually lives inside your body starts to work properly and you're releasing your serotonin and dopamine and, and, and you're starting to feel better about things. And, and when you do things, uh, your natural, you know, that pharmacy system in your body is working properly and, and it just feels good. It's like you just feel calm and grounded, but you also feel creative and you're able to reach into the sky and bring new ideas to the table and write, and then you're able to be disciplined and get it done. So the heart and the mind aligning is really the whole purpose of all of this. And that, that's what helps us strengthen our individuality and bring new ideas into the world. So that's how we heal our world, being individuals, not a collective agenda, not thinking the same, not cutting off speech, not being able to have different ideas. So the only reason that we're able to implement new ideas and anything that's ever come to pass is because someone was radical enough to introduce it. So it wasn't cutting off other people and it wasn't, cut, it wasn't cutting off like, um, old school mentalities. It was just slowly walking into new ideas, testing them and seeing if they work. And if they did, we kept them and the old school mentality kind of bridged up a little bit and, and integrated some new things. And then the next creative person tries to bring something in and we tried to see if it worked and then we integrate that. So the heart and mind aligning, like I said, is really the, 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 the meat of all of this. That's what you're trying to do. So I'm going to go back and review these real quick and then I'm going to get off here. So number one is be honest with yourself. Tell yourself the truth. Number two, deal with emotions that arise. Number three, take responsibility for your life. Stop pointing fingers and take back your power. Listen to the inner dialogue. Make changes where necessary. Number five, build a routine. Understand the power of discipline. It's the highest form of self-love. It means even when you don't feel like it, you hold yourself up. Number six, think for yourself. Notice when you conform. You should not be easily placed in a box. Number seven, stop self-betrayal. Bring awareness. Refer to numbers one and four to notice when this happens. Number eight, bring to light, excuse me, bring to light everything in the dark and integrate it. And number nine, align the heart and the mind then act out this union. So I hope this makes sense and I hope this helps. And I know I do this, I had to do this quickly and I'm talking fast, but go back, you know, slow it down and, and really, and really focus on one or two of these. So maybe work on that this week. Don't think about all of these. I have to do it all at once. Maybe just pick one. And you know, if you have questions or if 
if you need coaching or if you just want to um, tell me I'm doing a great job or a bad job or you want to you, you would like me to talk about something else, please feel free to reach out to me by email. It's Mike at jmikefields.com. And, you know, I'd really love to hear from you. I'd love to hear some feedback and things that are helping you and then things that are not. So I hope each one of you listening to this really takes strengthening the, the self as a priority in your life. And I think you'll see a big difference when this happens. There's no greater love, discipline and the heart. So the mind and that heart, the intellect and the creative side bridging together makes you a whole person. And there's nothing that feels better than this. So this week, take one of these or go find somebody that uh, is super knowledgeable in this area and pick something that they talk about, just one of them, and really focus on it for the next couple of weeks. And I think you'll see a major difference in your life. Guys, thank you all for listening. Um, And thank you for everyone that follows. I really appreciate it. Um, It means a lot to me. I always wanted to... um, to speak out and help others with things that I've struggled with. And that's exactly what I'm doing. And, and it's because of you guys that I'm allowed to do that. So I hope you have a great day. Hope you have a great rest of the weekend. And remember, just pick one thing and really strengthen the self. Talk to you guys soon. Bye.